0: Welcome everyone to another episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast. Episode 60. Yeah, you heard that right. I have uh, done 60 of these episodes. Quite interesting, uh, to say the least. Um, I'm not doing a video episode, a video version of this episode. This is only audio only. Um, And I also will be solo today. Um, uh, My counterpart couldn't make it to... Today, which is all right, you know, happens. Everyone's got, you know, different stuff going on, it's all right. Um, so doing it solo today, I uh, have some news for you, and um, talking about the basically the whole thing about um, today's episode is all about the title the NHL is back, baby, uh, soon, although there's still. Uh, as of recording, uh, no official word as to when the NHL actually will uh, come back yet. Um, there's some traction, uh, which we'll go over to in a second, but um, but yeah, uh, before we do that, um, some breaking news as of today, um, it's quite interesting to say the least. Um, Alex Steen For uh, those uh, Like myself that are Blues fans There's um, so a lot of question marks With Alex Steen Because I know he, we all knew he wasn't going to start the season Because he had a back injury that he sustained uh, That he's currently heal- healing from And apparently um, Which we'll also get into like The whole cap thing In a second as well um, cause that's the big story also on top of the fact that he's retiring, uh, deciding to hang up the, the skates. It's shameful that, um, he went out the way he did, honestly, um, I would have liked to, for him to have, you know, been able to, or any other circumstance, I feel like they could have made it to where, you know, if COVID wasn't a thing, a prominent thing and, you know, it would have been nice to have him, you know, have a, a farewell game, especially for what he's done for, uh, especially for this franchise, for sure. Um, he's had a storied career. It's good to see that he uh, he has one cup under his belt, also the first cup in this franchise, the St. Louis Blues' history, so uh, congrats, uh, Steiner. Um, he uh, has been in the NHL for about 15 seasons, more than 1,000 games I want to say it's like 1,018, like somewhere around there, Uh, 454 points um, in the NHL. And of those, um, he's currently, uh, he was 12 of those 15 seasons he was with the St. Louis Blues, 765 regular season games out of his 1,000 plus. Uh, He's currently fourth on the team in games played, 765 ninth in goals for the blues 195 goals uh and fifth in overall points 496 points so um yeah uh once again um it's a shame that it it ended the way it his, his career is ending uh the way that it ended but you know can't really control that and uh hopefully he uh does well and wherever he does after this. So, um, once again, thank you Steiner uh, for all that you've done for the St. Louis Blues and the NHL as a whole. With that said, um, had he not got injured and had he not retired, uh, he would have had a $5.75 million uh, tag on his uh, thing. Because, let's be real here, also, could they have maybe... Had him on LTIR for the entire season, sure. But same time, his age, you know, he's probably like, hey, you know, good as time as any. Let's just hang him up, call it a day. Um, Which a lot of people are wondering, hey. As we're also talking about the prospect of when the NHL is coming back. um, When is the Blues going to sign Vince Dunn and I would also come back at you with you know I don't know either um but it looks like uh that those contract talks should surely be picking up very soon um since now Steen's 5.75 mil Ain't on against the cap no more. It's LTIR for the rest of the season, and then after that, freaking you can take that and just dust that off because it's it's off the books because it's his last year on there. Now the whole Tarasenko thing still up in the air, and there's also a, other couple guys that they probably could try to get in free agency. Mike Hoffman? Question mark. I don't know. He's a scorer. Tarasenko's a scorer. Tarasenko's not gonna be ready in time for the season starting. I don't know, but at the same time, I would imagine that Doug Armstrong thinks, hmm, maybe I should use this money that has been freed up to me to go and sign one of our really good young defensemen that's going to be a cornerstone of this franchise moving forward. Also, at the same time, I sense that he's going to be kind of like the next Joel Edmondson where he's that utility guy on the very reliable guy on the defense. And it's going to get to one of those instances where he's going to go to arbitration. I want to say he's gone to arbitration before. And if not, he'll probably go to arbitration. And then he'll end up going to arbitration again and then get shipped off somewhere else. But I don't know about that. However, I would expect to hear about a new contract for Vince Dunn in about the next week, week and a half. Um, Because... it's about time, and that 5.75 million can certainly do wonders for the franchise as a whole. And I really do not want to see Vince Dunn go elsewhere. Um, we already took a big blow in losing Petrangelo. We don't need to lose Vince Dunn either. I'm not saying that Vince Dunn. I'm not trying to compare Vince Dunn to Alex Petrangelo because he's he's not on that caliber, nor is he intended to be. But he is certainly a solid enough player to where he's definitely going to be um missed if he's gone because he's, you know, NHL ready, he's got, you know, the reps in, you know, he's he's very reliable on the uh defense and he's only gonna keep going, you know, he's gonna keep getting better and better. You know, that's all um gotta say about that. But yeah, uh once once more, uh thanks to Steiner uh for all he's done. And, uh, hopefully that, uh, Armstrong. I have not watched the, uh, live stream that they're currently doing about, uh, Steen and his whole contract situation, but hopefully someone asked him about Vince Dunn and his contract, and, uh, hopefully, uh, we get that done soon. Um, but yeah. Also, one more thing while we're on this topic of signatures of people and moving personnel um, after talking about Steen and Vince Dunn and potentially Mike Hoffman. Um, rumors are circulating that apparently uh, the Golden Knights are potentially looking to shop uh, Max Petrietti, uh before next season, which I would imagine why, because they spent 8.8 mil on Petrangelo And they're in a little bit of a pickle when it comes to um, the cap. Um, He has three more years left at 7 million. Um, Age 32. Uh, I mean, Patches is pretty good. He's pretty good with the uh, the Knights. I mean, do we really need him? No, not really. Um, But uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Um, although apparently, uh, George McPhee is basically shut that down, being like, oh no, we're not getting rid of patches. What are you talking about? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Get on out of here, scamper. Um, uh, <laughs> if, if that's what, um, George McPhee sounds like, I don't know. Um, although if I was to be honored enough to meet him in person, I, I, I apologize if you ever uh, come across this. Um, but yeah, um, apparently max patch might be on the chopping block but we'll see and uh also even though they were like oh yeah this is the tandem we're gonna have with leonard and flurry apparently flurry's name came back up on that um probably until it actually happens it, it will just keep getting thrown out there hope he doesn't but we'll see uh at the same time it's also 12 million dollars locked up in the uh goaltending department, but that's actually not that bad compared to $40 million for four fucking people, but, um, but yeah, you know, they're, they're not doing that, so that's good, um, and Jonathan Marshall is also another guy that they, uh, put out there as a potential name to be moved, um, which I hope, um, marshy doesn't move because he's uh, a really good guy he's a really good player and uh i want to keep him uh as a golden knight please and thank you um but yeah some moves to be made potentially for the vegas golden knights but we'll see how that plays out for him and in other news um before because we're going to main event this episode with the whole talks about the whole uh, thing with the upcoming season, but before we do that, um, TSN put out odds to win 2021 Stanley Cup um, with the Colorado Avalanche leading out with a plus 750, Vegas Golden Knights and the Tampa Bay Lightning being plus 800, uh, the Boston Bruins being a plus 1100. Uh, Washington Capitals, Philadelphia Flyers, 1,600 uh, plus. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, St. Louis Blues, Dallas Stars, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all 1,800. So every single one of those teams, except for Maple Leafs, I could see. Deuce, oh, Philly, I don't know. Pittsburgh, hmm. And Pittsburgh. Listen, listen, I already talked about this in multiple episodes. If you want to hear my whole long winded reasoning why I don't look at Pittsburgh as a playoff team anymore, or nor should they be, and what they should focus on, you can look at all those other episodes. I'm not going to waste any more time talking about it. I've talked about it enough. I'm moving on from that lose I hope I would hope that we you know make a turnaround cause you know last season was last season it was a really weird time for everyone to say the least um, it's also the most Tampa thing to happen to the NHL um, cause the last time they won the cup the lockout happened the, now they won the Stanley Cup again and then COVID happened when they won the cup and then now we're having the shortened season, which is basically the length of a lockout shortened season. So I mean Tampa Bay Lightning win Stanley Cup's not really the best luck to have, um, say the least. Colorado keeps getting thrown around, but they haven't I mean, I don't know. Vegas, I'd probably say, has the best um probability out of all those uh teams I just mentioned to win. Uh, the Maple Leafs, there's still question marks, and it all comes down, because scoring's not even really the issue, it's the whole defense, and cooking Freddie Anderson too fucking badly, because that's all they have in net, and I don't know if Jack Campbell is going to be their backup or not, I don't know. I don't, I want to say he is, um, but if he is, still I don't think he'd be, you know, able to withstand the amount of starts that would be required to keep Freddie fresh enough to where if they go into a deep playoff run, that you know he's not going to get either hurt because he's working too hard, or just absolutely burnt out and tired, you know. Um, but you know, we'll see how that goes. And also talking about Cup talk, whatever. Um, let's say Pro Hockey Central or someone. I forgot to wrote the uh, write the credit for the little post. I apologize, um, but they posted uh, on Facebook the this little uh, graphic on all of the uh, every single franchise in the NHL. Uh, in the last 20 seasons of uh, playoff wins, the last 20 seasons from the 1999 to 2000, uh, 1999 2000 season to this past season. Number one, I find it comical that the Vegas Golden Knights have 28 playoff wins. Let that sink in. 28 playoff wins for a team that didn't exist at the start of the that 20 season bra- a buffer. Every single other team on this list has been around at least since the start of this whole little graph. So, Vegas only been around 3 4 years and they only have 28 playoff wins versus the Oilers have 28. The Minnesota Wild have 27. The Arizona Coyotes have 18. The uh, Columbus Boot Jackets have 18. The Winnipeg Jets have 12. And the Florida Panthers have 6. The Florida Panthers have 6. And you think, that's mind-blowing. Which I also wish that my, my counterpart was on this episode because I would have liked to got his uh his take on it which uh if he comes on the next one I'll definitely probably ask that question if I remember it um because if we go to the other end of the spectrum with most playoff wins in the last 20 seasons top 3 being Pittsburgh with 113 with three cups to show for it I'll skip number 2 for a second and and, and if you if you know you know um number 3 would be Red Wings 97 wins in the past 20 years in the playoffs 2 cups to show for it number 2 with 104 wins and 0 cups to show for it the San Jose Sharks let that sink in Sharks fans let that one sink in how in the hell is that possible like I don't know. Like, let's we'll, we'll just keep going down this whole column because there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's ten. So there's ten teams on this first column. Every single one of those teams have at least one cup to show for. You know, the past twenty seasons, except for San Jose, with hundred and four wins, nothing to show for it, and the Philadelphia Flyers with eighty four wins and nothing to show for it. What the hell? <laughs> Because the The Penguins have 3 to show for it With their 113 The Red Wings have 97 to 2 With 2 cups The Bruins have 90 wins with 1 cup The Tampa Bay Lightning Have 89 wins with 2 cups to show for it The Anaheim Ducks 85 with 1 cup The Chicago Blackhawks 81 wins With 3 cups The uh, New Jersey Devils with two cups and 80 wins and the Colorado Avalanche with 78 wins and one cup. And if you want to extend that to one, one more than the uh, Washington Capitals with 73 wins and one cup. So I ask again, what the hell? (laughs) Um, yeah, San Jose's got some uh, shit to really figure out, but um, yeah, I'll probably circle. We'll probably have to circle back on this little one because um, I would like to see what old Nolan's thoughts are with uh, why the um, San Jose Sharks have 104 playoff wins in the past 20 seasons and not a single cup to show for it. But yeah, moving on, we go. Into the meat and potatoes, the main event of the evening. But before we do that, we have a word from our sponsor. Editing note, uh, breaking news. Um, Right as I finished recording this episode, um, as I'm just going to interject this in the middle of the episode, right after the ad break. Henrik Lundqvist, um, former Ranger, now a Washington Capital. Um, we're not gonna be able to see him this uh, season play as a Washington Capital, as uh, apparently it has come down that uh, he has a heart condition uh, that will be keeping him out of the uh, out of play. And on Twitter, he sent out a paragraph um, stating, "Hey, you know, well, verbatim." Um, you, which also, if you want to read it, it's on his Twitter as well. Um, it breaks my heart, literally, to share this news. I will not be joining the Capitals this upcoming season. After many weeks and tests and conversations with specialists around the country, it has been determined that a heart condition will prevent me from taking the ice. Together, we have decided that the risk of playing before remedying my condition is too high. So I will spend the coming months figuring out the best course of action. For the past two months, I've been so inspired by the opportunity to play in D.C. and committed to my game. Spending every time at the rink to prepare for the upcoming season. The news has been very difficult to process, but after the last test result earlier this week, we knew there was only one way to go from here. I want to thank the entire Capitals organization for not only giving me this opportunity, but also for their support throughout this challenging time. I'll take the next few weeks to be with my family, and I'll be... Back to share the next steps. Henrik Wenquist. With that said. Bodes to question. I know, even though it comes off very selfishly. With the name of the business. Whenever you talk about business. Um, it does sound kind of. Like you're taking something as serious as this and being like, which, you know, going even back to when I was talking about Alkstein just a little bit. Um, It's shitty how this happened. It's shitty that it happened. And hopefully, Henrik Lundqvist gets the help he needs and hopefully he doesn't go out like this. Like, unfortunately, how Alkstein career is abruptly ended the way it did I hope to have to see Henrik Lundqvist at least get a game or two as a farewell but the way it looks and how old he is would it be the most responsible thing? Probably not which Rangers fans would be kind of clamoring very softly that you know, hey, there's still a chance that he could technically, because he hasn't laced him up for the Capitals yet, that he could technically have finished his career as a Ranger. So I guess technically he got his farewell, just not the farewell he was expecting. But with that said, the Washington Capitals' goaltending situation just got more interesting um, with this news. So... Um, yeah, I don't know what they do. Uh, I would imagine they give the reins to Samsonov if they weren't already going to. Um, but, um, as for the backup situation, uh, if they ha- make Samsonov the clear cut, uh, you know, number one, uh, one has to, you know, wonder who's out there to grab. I mean, I want to, uh, just, because I was as I was putting together to post this I saw on YouTube that the hockey guy mentioned that Henry Clunkless is going to be out for the season I'm like what the hell and then watched the video and he mentioned something about uh how they could potentially go for Jimmy Howard interesting pickup if that's the case but and also kind of interesting the fact that Jimmy Howard hasn't been picked up yet but it's it's times like these where it probably would have been best for a team to not pick him up yet um but which also means that you could probably get them for cheaper and uh, see where that goes. But uh, but, yeah, hopefully Len- Her- Henrik Lundqvist gets better and hopefully, you know, he gets his heart condition treated. And hopefully, you know, it mean, if it comes to his career ending abruptly, it comes to it, you know, you know, your health comes first. And, you know, if he's ready to come back, by all means, you know, I would imagine that everyone in the NHL will be, you know, with open arms being like, hey, welcome back. King Hen- Henrik, you know, let's get your um, give you the send off that you deserve uh, for all the greatness that you've bestowed upon us. But uh, on the ice. But yeah. Um, but yeah, back to the regular scheduled program. Alright, so now going into the meat, potatoes, main event of the whole episode here. Uh, NHL coming back. So, first off, uh, Darren Dreger from TSN and the Athletic uh, reporting that apparently there's a working agreement between the NHL and the NHLPA. Um, the economic proposal and the NHL, uh, the NHL made to the NHLPA a couple of weeks ago, was, a stan- was standalone and isn't t- tied to season logistics. Uh, That's how they're going to try to get talks to uh, get the season going along. And with that, both sides targeting January 13th to start the season in order to get a 56 game um, season uh, put together. uh, Darren Trigger reports Uh, as well. uh, The financials no longer being an issue. um, Allegedly. Not an issue right now. Um, but apparently now the gears are getting shifted to worrying about the logistical parameters with bringing the uh, the season back. Number one being protocols. Do they do bubbles? Do they do what the uh, NFL is doing, uh, where they go along with the MLB as well, where uh, they just go to every single they just travel like normal. Um, but I don't think I I don't think I saw. Not The MLB had fans in the stands, but I know oh, other than the World Series, but um, the NFL, depending on local uh protocols, um, they will allow fans in the stands with you know, obviously re- reducti- uh, reduced capacities, um, which I know which would be cool, um, especially for me, uh, well, for me and other uh places like St. Louis where I would imagine they would allow fans and stands uh, like how people in Jacksonville are allowed to go to games Uh, Cleveland wanna say goes to games uh, Chiefs go to games um, so on and so forth but it would be great to see um, fans and stands in whatever capacity um, for those games would be great Um, instead of having the the weird you know crowd noise uh, recorded you know and so on and so forth you know get some live energy out there um, scheduling is nothing. thing um, apparently they're eyeing 56 games uh, for the season um, interesting number but um, I mean it gives us a long enough season to not make it too short so I mean I guess it's something um, but at this point any hockey's better than none also with the return um, there as I, I said I wanna say I mentioned this on the last episode uh, about the potential for the divisions for next season obviously it's well known that apparently they're gonna have a, C, a division where all seven Canadian teams are on the same division um, being Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, all of them in their own division. Um, And someone put out a potential alignment where it's a little bit different. It's just a little bit different than what I said in the last episode, um, where instead of having the Blues... Uh, in the Central, they would actually, for whatever reason, put the Blues in the... the Blues and the Stars... and the... Uh, yeah, all of them in the West, in, like, the Pacific Division. Nah. So, with those realigned divisions for that the new little lineup so they would have yeah the canadian divisions then they'd have pittsburgh the sabers uh well, penguins the sabers the rangers the islanders the bruins the devils the uh flyers and the capitals on the same division that is a hell of a division to say the least good luck Buffalo for that. Um, the Central would be the Minnesota Wild, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Detroit Red Wings, the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Nashville Predators, the Carolina Hurricanes, Tempe Lightning, and the Florida Panthers. And then lastly, but certainly not least, the San Jose Sharks in the Pacific the Vegas Golden Knights, the LA Kings, Anaheim Ducks, Arizona Coyotes, Colorado Avalanche, Dallas Stars, and the St. Louis Blues. Now, as a Blues fan, here, speaking here, I hate that so much. And the fact that we don't see as often. I mean, I'd imagine you still have inter divisional matchups obviously but you don't have as many matchups with the Blackhawks our rivals you you lose the opportunity compared to the divisions that I mentioned last episode where the Red Wings would have came back to Central Division for the first time since 2010 2011 That would have been so cool to have the Detroit Red Wings and the Blues in the same division again. Especially since their, their jerseys, their damn jerseys that they're wearing are the same ones that they were wearing when Stevie Y was running rough shot on the freaking division with the freaking Red Wings. That could have been so cool. That could have been a nice matchup, especially whenever they were doing the, the uh, retro throwback Thursdays uh, for the three uh, games that they had with the regular versions of those 90s jerseys. Uh, I went to two of those games. I want to say, yeah, I went to two of those games, I want to say. But, um, yeah, it would have been nice to have seen that matchup again. It would have been so nice. But they... If if this is, if this is what I'm reading is what the divisions are versus what I said before, I hate that. I also hate it because the travel for the Blues, absolute garbage. And I mean, you can throw Dallas in their two Dallas, you know, same boat. You know, freaking it's easier for Colorado because you know they're in the middle of it at all. But like, damn, man. And also on top of that, you freaking taking away the Nashville predators, as freaking filthy as they are. I mean, you know, we, we listen, listen, listen. We're all playing jokes here, all right. We're playing jokes here, all right. It's all right. It's okay. Your Nashville fans. I mean, I have met some Nashville fans, and they're they're prideful in their team too. You know, I like it. You know, you know, we we rib each other. It's fine. All right. It's, all right. It's all right. It's, it's all fun and games here. All right. It's fine but but yeah, you take that away. That matchup away cuz they're starting to become a a real thorn on our sides. Um, you know. Um, at least they're not I mean, I don't know. It's in, I mean, it's interesting to say the least, but at the same time, I hate it for all those reasons, but at the same time, I like it in the sense to where it should theoretically Be easier to be in the top three of that division. Because, as I say, the Sharks probably not going to be playoff material. Vegas is definitely playoff material. Anaheim's not playoff material. The Kings are not playoff material. The Arizona Coyotes seem to be regressing, but we'll see. The Colorado Avalanche, clear cut for sure, probably most destinedly division leaders um Dallas Stars threat to be reckoned with and then the Blues so that whole division is basically other than Vegas the same people that would be in the same conversation for the Central Division only differences you take all the trash teams from the Central Division and you plug all the trash teams from the Pacific interesting though but at the same time That kind of works in their favor because it puts more of a spread in theoretical points compared to last season because the Pacific Division is weaker than the Central for sure. And theoretically, I'm saying theoretically, those teams the Blues, and so on and so forth, that would be the performers, the real performers in the that division should make it even easier to be that much higher in the standings because they're beating up on all those little weaker teams. But, you know, we've seen time and time again, especially, you know, as a Blues fan, you know, it's it's notorious where you do really well with teams that are really good and then for whatever reason, you just forget how to play hockey against teams that suck. Kind of like the a NFL comparable would be when the Steelers versus people. They do really well with really good competition. But whenever they go by anyone that's shit, they play down their competition. And then sometimes they lose. It's it's interesting, um, to say the least. Um... But yeah, I kind of hope that the, the divisions get laid out like I mentioned in the last episode, uh, for sure. Because I wouldn't. I mean, at least for a matchup style. Now, for e the theoretical ease of being higher in the standings. Yeah, I want the Blues to be in this little scenario. But, but yeah, and the, and. Vegas, regardless, would be in this scenario anyway, but regardless I would imagine they're in the top three as well but it'd be interesting to see it play out depending on when the season starts in the first place because, I I mean, once again, I find it interesting that the NBA has already started games already and they already figured their shit out and they also play in a lot of the same buildings that the, uh the NHL plays in. So how hard can it be to figure your shit out and have a plan in place by now? Because I feel like there should have been a place by now. There's some, They should have already been a plan officially. An official statement from the NHL that states when is it playing? When is camp starting? Are you having a preseason games? And so on and so forth. Should have been easy. But it seems to not be. But to continue on with the whole logistical anomaly that is the the season. um, Money. Money is a big topic here. They're losing a lot of money in the NHL because of no fans in stands, no fans buying, you know, merchandise, you know, friggin' concessions. The fifteen-dollar beers is the the whole meme here. Um, shameful as to say, I do kind of I I did kind of miss, you know, as weird as it sounds, I did kind of miss paying for those expensive beers, even though I didn't really buy that many expensive beers because. You know, i got to be smart about those things. Um, And go up to the uh, upper bowl of the old Enterprise Center, uh, at least for Blues fans, and go get yourself some $5 bushes. There you go. But, um, um, all jokes aside, um, is looking in some uh, interesting um, ways to recoup some money. Uh, As I mentioned on the last episode, there's some teams that are... uh, thinking about putting games outside to recoup some money so they can have some uh, fans and stands even though they could still have fans and stands with enclosed buildings would be great um we'll see how that goes especially since vaccinations are starting to happen now so we'll see how that goes um but also another way that they might be recouping some money um is the NHL is looking into potentially selling ads on players' helmets, which I don't like. And this is why. Number one, I kind of, I kind of, I don't know if you've noticed, on the rink as of late, uh, there was a time where ads, other than the four ads that are on the in the red in the center neutral zone and obviously all the ads that are on the boards that's normal um, I want to say it was maybe not last season but probably the season before that they started putting ads on the uh, behind the goal line on the either side of the trapezoid found that kind of jarring to me but I got used to it and also comparing that to a lot of European leagues where like the entire ice is covered covered and advertisements um, find it kind of jarring um, and if and knowing how the NHL operates and knowing how owners operate with money and so on and so forth um, That could be the door that is needed to be opened to put advertisements on jerseys. And, I mean, I know a helmet's one thing. You know, you just put a vinyl on, it's fine. But it's another thing when you put it on a jersey. And I know they're not right now mentioning that they could put ads on jerseys. But what's to stop them? don't put it on the uniform especially when we want to have or at least you know back in the day with the whole you know you play for the crest on the on the front not the name on the back or well, what's to say when you when you have an advertisement on the front are you gonna say that you play for that that you know company too you know I mean not to think that I'm crazy or anything but <laughs> i mean am i to say you know like kind of be concerned about that i mean i'm just saying i mean there's other ways to make money and i mean other than you know putting failing franchises in areas that prove unsustainable but keep doing revenue sharing to you know keep throwing money in a sinking boat but you know let's not go down that rabbit hole in this episode but yeah um yeah, they're looking at potentially doing that. And lastly, on the whole logistics and anomalies of the return to play, is the NHL is planning to privately, per John Channon, uh, privately purchase COVID vaccines for everyone participating in the season. So that means players. That means staff. That means trainers. That means everyone. Top to bottom. And if, if you're part of the team's operations. You're getting vaccinated. Or at least we'll have vaccines. For you to to have. Um, which. Is great to have that available. um, As long as it doesn't take a, uh, away. From those that really need it. Like first responders. And so on and so forth. That you know. Run the risk of catching it because they're treating it and so on and so forth but um yeah um it's good to see that they're putting that kind of plans in place and stuff like that but um if that's to be true because you know it's not official but um it's good to good to see to have that available or potentially available for them but um with that said with all that out there I just hope that number one, Blues and Blackhawks are in the same division, regardless of, you know, the Blackhawks being shit or not. Um, I hope that because Jan 1st is definitely not a, a possible thing at this point, at this juncture, because number one, if that was the case, then they would have to start camp today. Because as of today, is January it's January no, it's December 17th, where I'm at right now. And odds are where you are right now, because I'm going to be posting this the second that it's, uh, uh, I'm done recording with it and doing its tweaks. But January 13th, a January 13th start date would put camp starting right after Christmas, maybe right after New Year's maybe like a real quick thing and you're probably not going to have a preseason game and if any maybe one or two um just to see line combos guys that are in the AH, uh that would be put down in the ahl the ahl is still kind of like a question mark right now um well, yeah which we didn't even go down that rabbit hole either um which we might even we might save that for another episode. Which I don't know when that might be. Might be in like I I'll, I'll probably I'm probably gonna aim for um another week, week and a half until another episode. So keep an eye out on all the the social media channels for that. Um on Twitter at Easy Hockey Reviews or on Facebook at Easy Hockey Reviews as well. On there. Um I am starting to post on those again, so keep an eye out on that. Um and once I return to the States next year, whenever that may be, um, and once the NHL season kicks back up, you best believe, uh, I'll be pumping, uh, content out, um, multiple days, um, a week for sure. And, um, but yeah, the, um, 2021 is going to be quite a year to say the least. And it's probably going to be everyone, I'm going to say, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, that 2021 is definitely going to be a rebound year for this channel. It's going to be a rebound year for the NHL. It's going to be a rebound year for everybody. You listening at home, me talking to you, wherever you're listening to, just know 2020 is almost over. The shit storm's almost over. Just gotta we're white knuckling it at this point. We're white knuckling, holding that wheel as hard as we can. Just gotta get the two thousand twenty one and then after that you can just relax. Compose yourself. Listen, I know and I know at the turn of the year, I know the whole COVID thing's not gonna really go away, so to speak, but you know damn well this time next year there's no feasible way that we are not being as if you know covid never happened there's no chance i i do not see it i do not see it but here's the hoping but anyway uh once again don't forget to uh rate and subscribe on the uh whatever podcasting platform you uh listen to us on and uh don't forget to also once again follow us uh follow me as i'm the only one on here really uh, at uh easy Hacker reviews on twitter as well as uh the facebook page easy Hacker reviews and uh keep an eye out for new episodes uh coming in the next week week and a half um i'm gonna start getting back into the groove of things with the whole nhl potentially coming back you know as soon as the 13th of january um, and other prospects to happen, um, as well as other signings. Still got guys still floating out there, as I mentioned. Vince Dunn still has to get signed with the whole uh, Alex Steen retirement thing, could be happening soon. Um, I also mentioned Mike Hoffman in this episode. He might get signed too. We don't know where, but we'll we'll talk about it next episode, probably. Um, it's when it's gonna happen because it, ha- it has to happen soon, and it probably actually happened right as I'm recording this, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, don't forget once again, rate and subscribe, and I'll catch you all in the next one. Though thank you very much.